Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, May 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Japanese couples are putting off parenthood over coronavirus concerns. The FT's Tokyo correspondent, Kana Inagaki, will explain how this will affect the country that is already dealing with low birth rates. Plus, several countries are turning to contact tracing apps to try and manage COVID-19 infection rates. But the results so far have shown the technology is no silver bullet. Our Southeast Asia correspondent, Stephanie Finley, reports on India's mandatory contact tracing system and the data privacy concerns emerging from its rollout. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Long before coronavirus, economists worried about the toll of Japan's declining population. The country has one of the fastest rates of population decline in the world, a very low fertility rate. Combined, these demographic challenges have put a real strain on the economy. And even though more couples are stuck at home under coronavirus restrictions, there's little sign that this is going to lead to a baby boom. Our Tokyo correspondent, Kana Inagaki, has more. One reason for Japan's low birth rate is more couples getting married late or actually you know, putting off marriage altogether. There is concern that perhaps more people have worries about the future or the Japanese economy and that have discouraged them from starting a family. And of course, another reason is that more women are entering the workforce and pursuing their career opportunities. And that has led to the average age of both getting married and having children uh, rising. So, Kana, if I understand correctly, the government has stepped in with increased daycare facilities, financial support for fertility treatments, all in an effort to boost the fertility rate. Um, How have these efforts been disrupted by coronavirus? So due to concerns about the virus, doctors here have been in Japan have been advised to provide an option to patients to postpone their fertility treatments. And also, some women are obviously also putting off becoming pregnant naturally as well because of these uncertain times and they're very scared about what the potential impact of coronavirus could be on pregnancies and the baby. So you spoke to a few people for this story about uh, birth rates and and their decisions to have kids or or choose to, to put off having children for now. What were some of the stories that were interesting to you about why they're uncertain about whether to start a family? Naturally, there's fears about the virus. And so some of the women I have talked to have expressed, you know, just a concern about, for example, getting fertility treatment at this time. And also, I mean, the other element that I don't think people pay attention to enough is, you know, there's genuine concern about how much economic impact this pandemic could have. You know, Japan's economy is expected to go into a deep recession following this pandemic. And with jobs and income at risk, some couples have you know, really expressed serious concerns about starting a family at this time. And part of the reason people are so anxious about Japan's low birth rate is that there were concerns about labor shortages even before the pandemic. Add coronavirus to the mix. How does Japan adjust government policy to buff up its workforce? Yeah, so like you say, I mean, even before this pandemic, the declining number of babies born each year created a serious labor shortage in this country. And um, and that has started debate, for example, on relaxing rules on immigration. But that's obviously a very, very sensitive topic here. So much of the focus has been on, for example, increasing the participation of women. I mean, there will be job losses in certain sectors after the pandemic, but even then, 
this labor shortage will continue to put pressure on the economy. Um, more than the low birth rate, the, the pressure for the Japanese economy has come from the rapidly aging population, which has led to higher social you know, welfare costs and healthcare costs. So that's a bigger challenge for Japan. Countries around the world are planning to roll out contact tracing apps for COVID-19. The hope is that by tracking the spread of the virus, governments can reduce the chance of a second wave and safely reopen their economies. India is one of the few democracies that have made downloading its app mandatory. But this has led to concerns about the potential misuse of personal data. Fiona Simon, our senior producer, spoke to Stephanie Finley, our South Asia correspondent, about India's approach and the criticism it's facing. So the Indian government developed this app, Arogya Setu. It uses Bluetooth signal to communicate with other phones and build up a log of what other phones you've been in contact with. But it also uses GPS location data to build up that log, which has been rejected by many other countries and also rejected by Apple and Google over privacy concerns. This is happening even as increasing evidence comes out to show that the apps aren't that effective. So how many people in India are using it so far? So the developers of the Arogya Satu app, you know, very proudly said, we reached 50 million downloads faster than the hit game Pokemon Go did. And these are incredible numbers. They've now hit 100 million downloads. But 100 million downloads in a country of 1.3 billion people, that's still less than 1%. And that's significantly less than the 60% of the population that researchers say these apps need to be effective. The other problem is that only 400 million in India have smartphones. So you have this huge amount of people that won't be able to download the app. And how's the government gone about persuading people to download and use the app? The app has been endorsed by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, and it's also been made mandatory. At first, the government said government workers need to download the app. Then they expanded that to private workers need to download the app. Then they said that people couldn't go on trains unless they had the app. And there were reports in the local papers that airlines and university campuses may be next. So this was concerning to privacy advocates. And since then, the government seems to have backtracked a little bit. They haven't rescinded their orders to make it mandatory, but they have said as far as possible, people should download it. So that leads us on to this kind of worry about state surveillance and privacy. Your initial answer, you know, sort of suggested that there's a lot of sacrifice being made for this app and to relatively little reward. Is that is that sort of a fair description, do you think? So the government was put into a difficult position when a French hacker said that he had hacked into the Arogya Setu app and been able to identify the location of people who tested positive for COVID-19. So the government responded, they reached out to him and they said, we've addressed the concerns of the hacker, we've made our app secure. However, I spoke to the hacker and he said that, look, those vulnerabilities within the app are still there. The Arogya Satu developers say that the app is of use right now and is helping them sort of identify where the problem areas could be. But 
There's increasing evidence from around the world that perhaps these apps aren't the silver bullet that we thought they are. I mean, a coronavirus response has to be a, a whole range of factors. And the apps obviously have use as a tool, but they aren't that great game changer that sometimes we think technological solutions are. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.